I'm turning Craig on, guys. Now recording. Ah. Oh, yeah, we're on. <laughs> so, Dick recording? Yeah. Ty recording? Yeah. Tosh recording? Yes. Clay recording? Yes. Craig recording? Yes. <laughs> that does not sound like Craig, man. <laughs> no, we're not going to use this in our intro. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Cybercast. <laughs> In a world where the 100... Wait, no. This is Cybercast. Hello, everyone. This is Cybercast, episode 100. And I'm Clay. I'm Ty. I'm Tosh. And I'm Dick. Wow, guys. Um, We've made it. Yep. Triple digits, man. Triple digits. Just barely. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> we, we, we should have been here. If we stayed on, on the schedule we wore, we should have been here like a year ago, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, wow. You know, guys... I am so happy to be doing this with you guys. With all of the podcasts that I do, I do a bazillion podcasts, right, guys? <laughs> How many do you do? <laughs> you do like four, right? Yeah, or four five. or five? Uh, maybe five, I think, yeah. Got harmless. That, that's not counting guest appearances right. and, and whatnot. Right, yeah. right. Not, right. Not even counting those, yeah. But, you know, I actually don't get guest appearances that much anymore because some of the places I used to be a guest on, I'm not welcome so there you go but i am really one thing i'm certain of this is one of my favorite episodes this is actually the, the my favorite episode to be on episode or podcast podcast sorry <laughs> good call out dick podcast cybercast like to me like cybercast to me is is love life happiness joy all of the above. This is where it all started, right? It's just exactly where it all started. And uh, I promise I wasn't going to cry. But yeah, this <laughs> seriously, you guys, I love you guys. And and I'm, I'm so happy to be on this journey with you guys. Love you same here. Same here. Brothers. Yes. So um, let's dive into the show proper. We actually, uh, <laughs> we talked about the Fold, the Samsung Fold of was it the last episode? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. So now the episode, the uh, Samsung Fold is actually a, a phone that is that has been pre-ordered, right? People actually, I mean, the only people who have them are uh, reviewers, but they haven't actually hit the shelves for regular people yet, right? I know they've been pre-ordered. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and that's probably a good thing on, on Samsung's part. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that, Tosh? <laughs> hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Because uh, it's, it seems like a significant percentage of the review units that they shipped out um, are actually failing within the first couple of days of them being used. So mm-hmm. I figured they might want to do some tweaks here and there before they actually ship to, to, to actual customers. What do you think they're going to tweak? Uh, slight, slight tweaking. <laughs> some, some slight tweaks. Yeah. Mm. What'd you say, Dick? What are they going to tweak? So, so I, saw, I saw Marcus Brownlee... Uh, when he had when he, when he got his review, <laughs> did you just call him Mark Ass? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how you say his name, Mark Ass? Mark Ass? Marcus Brownlee. Yeah. Okay, Marcus Brownlee. Um, I saw his review and I saw Dieter Bones' review, and the the phone actually has a sort of film on it to protect, I guess, the screen that is under, you know, the mm-hmm. flexible flexible plastic uh-huh. screen. And it looks like it's uh, it looks like it's one of those protectors that you put on when a phone is shipped to you. And of course, you know if you see an edge on some plastic on your phone, you you you, you might want to peel it off. I think that's the mistake right there. I I, f- I for sure would. 
Oh yeah, me too. I don't know. If they I should would. not. They should, they should make it flush. Why not make it? They should not, make it flush. Yeah. Why not sand? I mean, buff it. Whatever you gotta do. Why does it have to stick out though? That's what I'm saying. Or, or just why not just wrap it all the way around? So it's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. just wrap it all the way around. I think it was a conscious decision. There's probably a reason. No, I think that it's because people are so used to having screen protectors. They're like, oh, it's not gonna bother anybody if it's a little raised because they always right. put stuff on there anyways. But it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a mistake, and I and I think that it, it was actually wise of Samsung to send it out to pr- reviewers because um, they didn't put a warning on, on the reviewer units mm-hmm. for people to be aware of this film. And with the reviewers all having problems, at least now they can put that warning for, for customers saying, hey, there's a film on this thing. Don't peel it off because your phone will die. Yeah. And actually, there's an image out there. I don't know whether it's correct or not, but on that image, is it's like a plastic cover on there that yeah. stays to not... Uh, yeah, but that's after. That was after the reviewers uh, expressed yeah, their market. Market showed his. No, that 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 one is supposedly uh, like retail versions. Right. Exactly. Right. right. But whether that's true, I don't know. It's not. Confirmed. No, no, that, that is true. But the thing is that what was what would happen if the reviewers didn't have the issues? People would have paid close to two thousand dollars for a phone that should have a little bit more premium, you know, polish to it. I mean, it, again, like I said the last time. You know, a foldable phone is not an easy thing to do, and I, I, well, it can't be. I mean, you have to you you have to be able to fold the thing and have it be able to sustain exactly. a screens. You know, we're not there and, yet. Uh, was that? We're not there yet. Here we are. It's here. Yeah, I, but will we ever be there? The phone is here. Yeah, the phone is here. No, of course, but like, like mm-hmm. g- getting a quality product out there which is robust enough to like not break we're not there yet this is gen one and i applaud the effort you know the same mm-hmm. with the huawei mate x i believe mm-hmm. no like oh, no. what do you I mean not break, the vision though? because all mm-hmm. phones can break like that's what they're designed to do they're not designed to be indestructible <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I, I would say, I would say the, the way that these at least the review units have behaved i wouldn't say this even a gen one this is like an alpha or a, or a beta. Yeah, I would pay, agree. I, I, like a, not uh, alpha, but well. well, beta then definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why would you say not? The thing about it is that this. I mean, it's <laughs> this, the screen. The screen. Some people like Dieter actually didn't peel, didn't peel the the film, and yet his screen developed this bulge. Yeah. And then days later, it died. So we're we're definitely in alpha slightly slash beta territory. Saying, but you think they can fix all those these pre-order units? They're not just making. Some of them have to be made already. I'm pretty sure. How are you gonna fix those problems on those units? Scrapping? That's a good question. You're probably not. Um, or maybe uh, for maybe even the units that they've already produced, they can put some. You know retrofit something on it to to make it a little bit more durable mm-hmm. or at least make make at least the the top layer not as uh vulnerable as it is right but mm-hmm. yeah it's a long shot i feel i feel two ways about this mm-hmm. i mean i want this phone to be successful because i want something to happen with this flip thing i want it to fail because they're pushing the price <laughs> no it's and not for the people man it's not for the people <laughs> no but that, that's why it's a beta, like a beta product right because it's not proven yet, and they have to make the money somewhere, right? And if this 
product category, you know, really makes it, the price is going to drop. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's true. But also, we are go- we're going higher and higher in phone prices, and, and uh, this is just going to help justify a fifteen hundred dollar phone, which they already have, right? The, the, the Galaxy S ten is fifteen hundred. Yeah, I think so. Their their flagship mm-hmm. one. So what I'm saying is, it's it's going to make that seem normal, and then we're going to get more of it. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's a very interesting trend because, like, for me, I'm starting to look like towards the lower tier stuff uh, recently. Like which phones? Like, ah, the OnePlus or oh, okay. the iPhone they... SE instead of like oh, wow. the iPhone Plus. SE? Yeah. Uh, but the, well, SE, the, the SE doesn't the, exist. The, the, the 10R? You mean the XR? Yeah, the, 10R? the XR. Yeah. I mean okay. that one. Yeah, yeah well, see, no. the fact that they make you feel like that's, and it is the lower end, but even that one, it's a high price it's a phone. phone, and it's actually it, it, it's, it's actually will you'll do just fine with that one. I have the 10s, and I would and Kimmy has the 10r, and I, I wish I just got the 10r to be honest. I would I would love to have one in red. Uh, I know Dick Dick probably wouldn't want the red. <laughs> no, why, why, why do you say he, that? He You're watching purple. too much uh, Marcus Brownlee, probably. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he's mad black everything, right? No, Dick likes purple. No, MKBHD. Oh, MKHD, but he likes he likes red on on the back of his stuff, doesn't wow, he? Wow, red, red and black or fans? <laughs> <laughs> he's an authority. No, can't yeah. can't get around he's, him. He's he's a smart, he's a smart kid, or a smart guy. Is he a kid anymore? Well, it's been around for a while. Everyone now. who everyone is uh, who's young. I mean, all of you guys are kids to me. Oh. <laughs> wow! Especially Tosh. <laughs> uh, you know, I I just turned thirty. You know, it's like I don't know how long. I'll stay welcome to the three. Welcome to the three O's. <laughs> As Clay makes his way out. Oh, what? Out. <laughs> what? Ooh, exit stage left. Ooh. Oh, wow. You dated yourself, though, Clay. You dated yourself by. That was dirty. That was dirty, Dick. Mm-hmm. You... All right. Um. So yeah. The fold, yeah, we'll see how this story unfolds. Let's talk about, by the way, you know, Apple did, you know, had an event. We're not going to talk about the event, but Apple had an event and Google had an event. The two things that they discussed were the, um, the um, Arcade, Apple Arcade, and Google Stadia. By the way, Stadia is a pretty cool name, I think. What do you what do you guys think of that name, Stadia? Like well, why it. did you go with why did they go with the plural though? Oh, that's actual word. Uh, instead of stadium. Because I think I think that's a good question. Um Does it have uh, to do anything with Stadium? I don't think yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. It is? Oh. Yeah. So the thing is that uh, the thing is that basically this is like Google is is sort of trying to make everything and anywhere a space for you to be able to compete with others or play games. You know, the cloud is your home, it's your computer, it's your base. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting, though, isn't it? I mean, you could say, you know, I have an Android phone or an iPhone and I want to play this game that in the past would have you know taken a, a lot of compute power and a lot of uh you know gpu power the one thing that you need to have though is that you need to have great bandwidth yeah and that's i think that that's going to be their bottleneck because i know in a lot of regions around the world that's just not feasible you know to have that frame rate that resolution without any latency you know on your average 
you know, a, a Wi-Fi connection or LAN connection. That's why it's surprising they haven't hit the Asian country where the, where the Wi-Fi is usually pretty fast. I have a question about that, right. though. Right. I mean, internet. Yeah, true. I have a question about that because, like, what I saw about the bandwidth is that you basically needed 25 Mbit, right? Is that what they said? Yeah. That's what they said. 25 okay. Mbit. 25 to 30 Mbit. 30 for, uh, what, 4K or definitely 8K? Was it 30 for 4K? Yeah, definitely or 8K? 8K for sure. Well, they, they say up to 8K, but we, you know, we, we, we don't well, have much well, 8K. For, for up to 8K, it's probably, you probably need more bandwidth than 30 Mbit. But let's say 1080, 30 Mbit. Mm-hmm. Would that be possible in the US? It definitely is possible, but like, for the majority of people. Yes. Yeah. Because what, what is like the most common bandwidth the U.S. has? I'm not sure. It's not like but how much do you have? Uh, I don't even know. You mean like <laughs> on my on my phone or at, at home? No, no, no. At home. Oh, at home. I, I have, I don't know, one, 100 something. I thought you would Ambit? have more. Yeah, huh? I thought you'd be like up to a gig. I think I'm like, no, no. I think I have one, 150 or so. Uh, you're the wrong person to ask. Because <laughs> <laughs> not everybody has a 150 Mbit. Come on. Well, it's like even if you even if you have a 150 Mbit connection, doesn't guarantee you know yeah. exactly 150 down all the time. So still, nah, I get that. I get yeah, right. so it, it actually for, for fiber, right? It should be. Uh, who I have fiber? No, if you have fiber, you don't have those issues, right? It's usually yeah, you don't you don't uh, have it as much. No. Lucky me, I guess. But, <laughs> the, but yeah, the the thing is that the the thing is that the ability for for people to be instead of saying hey go buy the next Xbox for let's say six hundred bucks you could just do this and have you know, instead of a stadium in in front of your TV Stadia with multiple locations anywhere any everywhere <laughs> yeah, that you have bandwidth exactly on your phone on your tablet yeah I, I love the concept that was a great concept indeed. Especially like, because um, apparently it's gonna work with Chromecast too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna work, but that's well, a why whole. Because the Chromecast, the idea of it is great, but it there's a lot of times it does not work or something's wrong with it. Mm. Mm. I, I never like have issues lose, with mine. Oh really? No, like never. It never loses. Uh, Wi-Fi connection or no? But that's the thing about it. It's amazing for for as cheap as it costs. And I had first gen. It's amazing. It works really well. Oh really? I I have so many problems. So many times I have to plug it out, plug it in, plug it out. Oh okay, that's interesting. Yeah. You guys have a a, a Chrome a Chromecast? I do. Uh, Dick, mine is it's buggy usually when I watch like my own videos. Meaning if it's on mm. Android, I might cast something, stream mm-hmm. something, and then. At first, you can control it from your phone, but at some point, it loses connection where you can you can actually watch two videos at once. So you can be on your phone watching something else, and it's still casting to your TV. Mm-hmm. And on an iPhone, sometimes I have the issue where the screen needs to be on for it to be casting. And this is just like from like Google Pictures and stuff like that. Mm. Do you have the first gen or the... Um, I have a newer one. Mm. I have the second and the third gen. Mm. Yeah. And, and you, Tosh, you have one? No, but I'm I'm about to get one, I think. So, this is good uh, good feedback for me. <laughs> no, I, I think it's one of those devices that you should just it is cheap enough and it, it's convenient enough to just have. Yeah, right. Yeah, but there there's there's a big difference though between I don't know streaming like a video on, on a device or you're watching a Netflix show or something, 
And, you know, having mm-hmm. some interruption uh, interruptions, maybe once every episode versus, yeah. you know, being on, you know, playing a game where, you know, you have uh, oh, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. this immediacy where whenever you mm-hmm. lose connection, it will just completely disrupt the experience, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't afford to just sit still in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It needs to be stable in that regard. But, like, the idea of Stadia, you know, it's great. You know? you know, you can play it on multiple platforms. And also for, like, the gaming YouTubers, you know, they can, you know, involve their audience as well. So that's a great idea. Great yeah. it, makes, it makes perfect sense, I think, for, you know, where everything is headed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. Definitely. And the thing is that, like, uh, I think Google kind of had to do this to to sort of be stay relevant in the gaming space against Twitch. Um, you know, of course, this is going to this is going to sort of this is going to give uh, Steam a bit of pause in, in their their in what they're doing. It's going to fail like all Google adventures. It'll fail. A lot of the stuff they try to do fail. That's true, actually. A lot of things they do, but this seems different. But it also, I also feels familiar. There, 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 yeah. there's a big dependency, I think, on how how far they take it with you know what they support. Because uh, you know, one of the yeah. things they put there as an example is, I think, you know, Assassin's Creed, and that's great. You know that they can support a title like that, but uh, I don't know what that says for you know the whole lineup that that they're going to support. Is all uh, you know these AAA titles? Uh, is it going to be more geared towards like an indie space? Is it more? Uh, I don't know these sort of um, high graphics sorts of games or more geared towards more casual gaming. I think Apple is definitely trying to be geared towards indie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think if um if I think if Google fails at this, I think it's only because they came to try to do something like this too early. Um, like so maybe maybe they should have tried to do it in a in a manner like what Apple is going to be doing with Arcade, where it is not cloud first, you know, local, um, sort of secondary. Like you know, your experience is that well, you could your games are out there. And you can, you can, you can, uh, you know, I don't know what the fee is going to be, the monthly fee, but you, you know, you can play your games at any time, anywhere on anything, which is great. But then what happens if, you know, they lose some sort of rights to the game? So you paid monthly for something and you're saying, well, I love this one game and I'm willing to pay $9.99 a month to play it rather than going to build my, you know, Twenty two thousand dollar PC, right, with a amazing graphics card because I have amazing graphics cards at at Google's end. You're you're selling it, Clay, but you just, I think you just sold it by asking the question and 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 putting all that information in. If they just if they lose access to that title, at least they haven't put all that money in the system. It's just they've paid monthly mm-hmm. for what they got to play, and they could stop paying monthly if they want to play nothing else and say. Right, That's well. true. That's a good point. But the thing about it is that you know sometimes you you put in you sink in all this time into a game and you if if you have the game locally or sort of a copy of it for mm. your PC at least your experience and and all of the stuff that you build up in there is yours right it's saved on your account yeah if the game goes away what happens to all that stuff is it gone possibly it go away same token no clay if you if mm. you lose your physical stuff same thing at least if it's digital, so there's, there's pros and cons to both. You mm-hmm. can literally 
you know, you can mess up your hardware to the point where you, all the work you've put in is gone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, you can hold you, know, you hold yourself responsible, saying, "Okay, it's my fault," but it, it can happen on both both routes. But like, let's say if let's say with the PlayStation, right? Let's say you have a disc, mm-hmm. you you're playing this game. All your experience is there. You break the disc. You can go buy a disc again, sign into your account, and your stuff is there, mm-hmm. right? If the game is completely gone, meaning like, like let's say we're end of the world, and uh, you know, there's one disc, and the disc is your, you know, you're playing the disc, it breaks. That's it. Like you can't. But see, oh. with with this experience, if Google loses the rights to that game, that's it. Yeah, it's because it happened to a couple of games, right? It's like the end of the world with the last disc. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think there's gonna be like a market out there for 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 this. Like people mm-hmm. are gonna be finding ways to hard you know, get these get these things down on discs for mm-hmm. for people. You know, <laughs> you know a, a platform like this will probably uh, thrive on very short lived experiences. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll bank hard on you know like the Red Dead Redemption type of games where you can just spend hours and hours just scouring a world. It's more like mm-hmm. uh, let, let's say Monument Valley type games where you know, you can probably finish them in one or two sittings, and then it's on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, on the on the on the Stadia. Well, maybe may both pro- platforms yeah. actually, but I'm 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 foremost talking about Apple Arcade. Yeah, Apple Arcade is going to be that, but like uh, Stadia, uh, I believe they actually stated that they wanted to throw down like AAA games for like the sixty yeah, bucks they, type of games. They may want ones. to, they may want to, but what will people actually play on there? <laughs> yeah, of course, you know that that's always going to be the question. But that is the thing that they want to, you know, provide. Whether mm-hmm. that's whether they will be able to, that's a totally different subject. So, but if if you yeah. think of the actual titles that this probably implies, then we're talking about. You know, uh, FIFA, uh, we're talking about, yeah. um, you know, um, Call of Duty, um, you know, games where mm-hmm. the low latency, you know, uh, the immediacy really matters. So if sure. they stumble on that, that's going to be a killer for those games, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And really quick, I know it's a little off topic, but um, so these are going to be subscription, right? Based? Yeah. Which um, mm, I want to kind of get on a soapbox about the subscriptions. So this DC stuff and Disney, <laughs> don't buy it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they need to fail, man. They they need really need to fail because it's getting out of hand. But you saw Disney. <laughs> Disney isn't Disney going to be like seven nine nine or something? I don't care. First of all, <laughs> Netflix needs to. Here's what needs to happen. You see how Netflix keeps going up in price? Yeah, yeah. All right? Now they're going to shoot themselves in the foot because people might try the cheaper one. Yeah. And say, you know, I don't watch that much anyways. Kids like Disney. I'm going to get Disney. I'm going to get rid of Netflix. They're going to shoot. They need to try to stay stable because there's a lot of competition. But, um, yeah, they're making us cobble uh, services together again, just like cable. (laughs) <laughs> and then end up paying the same amount as cable. Yeah, but the thing is that you can choose to now, rather, whereas before it's like, well, mm. you want to watch Bravo, so you had to get this bundle, so you had to pay for everything just to get Bravo, right? No, I, I understand. But now it's the same thing, right? You yeah, know, The exactly. thing about Disney is, it's like Disney has a lot of IP, so they have a lot of stuff. But I don't, you're not able to watch DC movies. But everybody's gonna do that, man. Fox and, and so so any movie you want to watch, Fox you get to go Disney. get their service. Which to me, it's just uh, you know what I say, pirate. All right, <laughs> if they're gonna if they're gonna do that to us, that's when I'm gonna promote pirating. You mean you pirate, mean Pirates right. of the Caribbean, right, Dick? No. <laughs> yes, exactly. No. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, <laughs> enough is enough, thing. though. I think they've <laughs> yeah, made right. their, they've made their money off of us in the theaters and the movies there, the DVDs and and when you want to rent it digitally, like stop with the nonsense. You think there's going to be a new sort of um, Napster era coming? But for oh. it's already here. With, uh, it's already there with, with Cody. Mm, Cody's kind of on the back burner. There's different streaming apps. Now. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I've not, seen I'm some really here. good stuff. Oh, we need to really? catch up then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's do a show on it. No, actually, that's not. The thing is that there are <laughs> streaming services where you actually pay for it, and you get everything, and it's so much better than what Cody was offering. Name it. Name one. I've never heard. Um, of it. They're, they they change their names all the time you because every them? time they get caught. So oh, that's they're why illegal, you, like, but you pay for it. That sucks. Well, the thing about it is, well, the thing is that they have... So you can... I forgot what the service is. You can uh, pay you on the back end for... Huh? What's that called? You mean Debrid? Debrid, Debrid, something. No, I don't remember that. I don't know that name. It's like high, high basically you, Pretty much. <laughs> the thing is that you, you, you pay... You, pay uh, you, you could pay monthly or you could pay yearly. And of course, it's best not to pay yearly because... If they go under, you you paid for the year already. There's no money back, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I I have been looking into that myself. Not that I'm going to do it, but just to, for research purposes. Slide it in my DM, man. Slide it in my DM. <laughs> I don't, well, I have I'll a, join I, your I, research uh, yeah, party. Yeah, I will. Actually, you better brought up a good point because I bought somebody's uh, premium Snapchat for a lifetime. Hmm? What? You know, Snapchat premium. It's like. Yeah. A, People do stuff on there. Wait, wait, they, wait! You can pay for Snapchat now? Yes, Clay. Is yeah, this I new? I was doing it for research purposes because I mean, not only that, but um, no, because it's like, hey, this is an interesting uh, business, business model. Yeah, it's like maybe, uh, maybe I, you know, it's, it's early. I can be an early adopter, get in the industry. I've always wanted to get into you know porn, but uh, yeah. So I, I bought somebody. So I'm like, okay, you know, buy my premium content. This much for months, this bunch of lifetimes. And I was like, I'll just buy a lifetime, but what if they die? Oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> How much is a lifetime, but anyways? Hers was cheap. It was 35 bucks. I don't what? Know. It's not a lifetime. For a lifetime? Some people charge 100 and up. And I really, it was one of the cheapest ones. So, and that's where I wanted to do my, my research. I wanted to see, like, what do you get? Not really worth it. Can you tell how many how many subscribers this person has? Mm, no. Oh. Can't. But I started running numbers. And I'm like, man, this could be actually pretty interesting. Like somebody mm-hmm. that gets like monthly subscribers, and I, I really ran, put some calculations, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Man!" But at a certain point, you plateau, so yeah. you should really spend more than you should charge more than thirty-five. Well, no, I, I see it two ways. I say, mm-hmm. I say, when you're first getting started, make it cheap, and then maybe make it maybe make your your lifetime cheap, and then you'll always have those people as your base. But they helped you get ah. started, and then you okay. scale back, and you say, you know, my 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 monthly or my yearly. You know, my annual, my lifetime could be a hundred, and then maybe mm-hmm. when you're big enough, you could say it's a thousand because you don't want anybody to buy it. And then my monthly is this much, you know. So <laughs> yeah, so somebody might say it is worth it. I'll buy it, or or I guess I'll go monthly. So when you reach a certain amount of people, I think you should increase, which is probably what Netflix is doing to us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I think some people need to leave. Just just uh, we need to like unite as people and say, okay, who's gonna t- who's gonna jump off for a while? Oh, actually, yeah, we all share. That's probably why they're doing it. We all share <laughs> Logging. Yeah, they're probably getting their money's worth. I mean, you know, people who are paying, you know, tw- if you're paying $20 a month, you're getting your money's worth if you're sharing it with three people, right? Yeah. I get mine for free, but, I mean, obviously, I'm still paying for it somehow. <laughs> it's, it makes included in my 
Because I'm with T-Mobile, that's why they included. Oh, okay. They and now you know, uh, Metro PCS that you get free Amazon Prime. Everybody's offering something free. I think Verizon is giving you free HBO Go. Wow. I think it's not for for forever though. But anyway, mm. I, we can get off of that because I don't want to kill too much time. I just wow, to wow, it out that's there. pretty interesting. Uh, let's let's talk real quick about um, about our Apple's Arcade um, initiative. We don't know again how much it's going to cost monthly, but I don't know if you guys saw the, sort of the demos of the potential of games that they could be putting on there. Um, you know, th- this is a different angle. Okay, you know, like Google is you know in the cloud. Go- uh, Apple is you know the only time you use your bandwidth is when you're downloading it, and it is local. So it's always local. Well, your exper- you're you're. It's mostly aimed at, I guess, look at, looking at having a personal experience on your device. And remember, the, the A chips in these uh, iOS devices are getting more powerful. Um, you know, now it's, it's also going to have Mac as part of the platform, which is interesting because Macs are not meant for, you know, they're not known for being powerful for games. <laughs> But they're more powerful than your phone. Well, the funny thing about it is that the Mac is is more powerful than your phone, but the, the phone's chip is actually really powerful, mm. especially in terms of graphics. Yeah, especially. In I terms would of say graphics, though that yeah. Macs are probably easier to um, optimize games for because their specs are are more, let's say, similar mm. between devices. For well, PC the funny alone. thing is that. All of the iOS devices are pretty much the same, except for like you know a, a more powerful, like let's say the iPhone. iPhone has the A. Like, no, I, no, no, I don't mean I, I don't mean compared to the iPhone uh, or iOS. Oh, I mean, compared com- to I mean compared to PCs, to Windows. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Yes. Yeah, but still nobody does it. Because if, if you're thinking about a Steam type service, then you're still kind of relying on your your device specs, whereas with yeah. uh, but th- this. Yeah, go ahead. The sad thing is, though, a PC, a PC, you have the, I mean, like, uh, NVIDIA makes some of the best uh, graphics cards, and the PC has the ability to use all of the features of that. The Mac does not. Right. So even still, the the, 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 the PC will still be better in for gaming because of what they can do and what the gamers can, can you know, they can aim at, at, you know, the architecture of those chips. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, maybe Arcade, maybe Arcade puts uh, Apple back in you know, in a space or put some in a space where actually gaming is amazing on on the uh, on the Mac because Apple is going to help the developers, you know, build their games for the system. I don't know. Because the thing is, like, Arcade, you know, the idea of it, you know, support the indie developers, stuff like that, and really make great uh, games, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, who are they marketing it towards? Because the thing is, the hardcore gamer is not necessarily interested in this type of content. They're, I think, the most likely people to kind of frown upon hearing the word Apple and gaming in one (laughs) sentence, you know? Uh (laughs) Yeah, but but still, you know, uh, let's keep it positive. And everybody's like, oh, this is interesting. Let's see. Like, I, I don't know, like... Is, for instance, a Call of Duty gamer interested in what they will make on arcade? I don't know. Well, I mean, look, a lot of people, a lot of people are playing things like Fortnite right now. Fortnite is actually kind of really nice, surprisingly, on on an iOS device. You know, I mean, you played it. So the future, the future for for see, you you could you could go and and aim at the niche niche. Is that the word niche niche? 
What you say, Dick? I said niche, but I, I don't know. A niche? Okay. You could aim at the niche, or you could aim at everything else that is out there. And I think... Yeah, but you know what the hard thing about that is? Everything that's out there is uh, free to play, right? And, and right now, you have to pay a subscription if you want to do arcade, right? Apple Arcade is... what uh, They haven't uh, they haven't announced. yet. They haven't announced. And the thing is... If it's nine ninety nine, I don't know if people want that. Two ninety nine, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there are some things that make it compelling for some people. No ads, uh, you know, exclusives. Which I mean, a lot. Some people like ex- exclusives. You know? It sounds like a great alternative to, let's say, the freemium type game. It, right. Right. At least if they're going mm-hmm. to guarantee that it's there's not going to be like an additional paywall after the subscription fee. They yeah. said no, but <laughs> no, there isn't. There isn't. And the, the thing is that you can have up to six people in your plan. So let's say if it is, let's say if it's nine ninety nine a month, right? Yeah. You could say to your friends, "Hey, listen, you know, let's split this nine ninety nine amongst six uh, people." That's not really going to work. Why it's, not? People do it with can, Apple Music right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a hurdle. It's, I, I don't understand what a hurdle is. Like, trust me, it's a hurdle. But okay. you can you can definitely play it that way, of course, right? But I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't see where the hurdle is because let's say let's say again, if you have a group of friends who all want to do it, let's just say that there are three people. Just split nine 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 by three and. Boom, there you go. Yeah, you can do the same thing with Netflix and stuff like that. But, like, still the thing is you need to trust those people and the people need to pay I, That's you why money. I said your friends. That's why I said your friends. You don't just yeah, do it with, with random strangers. <laughs> you, 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 you know <laughs> darn well there are friends that are... They, like they don't walk up to someone, you know, <laughs> walk up to someone, don't walk up to someone, you know, at the, at the tram and say, hey, Munir, uh, equal arcade no. will, will you betal help, <laughs> you betal five, and you can name it, betal five. No, 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 no. How, our, our main audience didn't even get any of that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I I think I think that I think that uh, I think that uh, Apple saying that up to six people, it's almost like a wink, wink, like, don't worry about it, guys. We're not gonna be, you know, it's we're not gonna be overly, uh, you know, we're not gonna charge you more if you want family plan. It's nine 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 regardless, or mm. whatever the price is gonna be. Yeah, but then again, coming back to the question, for who is this made? Okay, it's not Answer for the hardcore gamer, the casual gamer. I don't know. That's probably where the money it, is at. Or else they wouldn't be invest. I'm sure that's where the money is at. I agree. The casual game. I, I foresee kind of a similar um, cooperation between the game developers and Apple as uh, you know those indie studios had with Xbox Live, mm-hmm. where you know it, it, it's kind of a, a um, what do you call it like an incubator for for those types of studios. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do y'all do y'all game? Do y'all have a console? No, I, not, I, I not for. Wow. Me, me neither. And Clay, you do? I do, yeah. What do you have, an Xbox One? A play a PlayStation 4. Oh. And I meant like the first Xbox One. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Xbox, for doing that. So that's like, seriously. <laughs> and Ty, you said no? No, I don't have anything. Yeah, I'm so far removed from gaming that none of this news affects me. I do feel kind of sad, though, because when I was younger, I said I'd never stop gaming. 
and I would be in heaven right now. Yeah. This is this is like awesome. I'd also be broke and <laughs> and divorced for other reasons than cheating. <laughs> be like worse for being a gamer. You know what it is like <laughs> when we were coming up, gaming was was kind of an activity that has had a very strong connotation with you know being kind of socially awkward being kind of nerdy i feel like now that's really no longer the case at least for the most part actually you said something pretty interesting actually being nerdy is cool now so you you can actually be (laughs) to say like i'm quirky or nerdy is like bragging now I mean, look look at, at someone like Donald Glover. Like he, mm-hmm. he he's uh, a guy that's always pri- uh, prided himself on being a black nerd, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's one of the you know most recognizable, popular people around. Yeah, yep. he's also talented. And you know who are our number one sort of online personalities that that the kids look up to is people like PewDiePie and whatnot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> please don't. <laughs> I didn't say it was a, it, it's a good thing, but it's <laughs> it's true though. It's just the worst name ever. Oh, is it? Golly! I mean, it's to the point where I think most time is spent watching people play games rather than actually playing. That's games. the thing. That's the funny thing about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but then question for you guys: Like, okay, it's for the casual gamer, right? Trying to convert the casual gamer into doing this, and maybe. Get in like the hardcore gamers if they make interesting titles, right? Mm-hmm. What what would be a sufficient price point that would be like okay, this is a good price point for this product? Well, you mentioned nine ninety nine, right? That that seems reasonable to me. That seems reasonable to me too. Like that might me actually too. get me to try it mm-hmm. because I have been thinking about when gaming comes up. You know, I have a son, so it's gonna come up at some point. And I was wondering, do I just get one of these mini consoles and introduce them to games I grew up on? You know, like Sega Mini or Super Nintendo Mini. They have these mini. They're, they're reissuing a lot of those old consoles, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. I've actually saw a review on on the Sega one recently. I was like, hey man, I was like, that's a lot of games on there, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's pretty cheap to get your kid hooked on this drug. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's really what you're doing, but you know it's gonna come up. You gotta, you're gonna have to deal with it at some point. Yeah. So, I'm considering getting one of those. The minis, you mean, like the little yeah, uh, retros. But, okay. but that's before I saw these. So I, I might pay a 9.99 for the gaming, or you know, split it with somebody. Definitely would split it with somebody. Mm. Hell, Cybercast. Let's get. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's, let's go in on it. Actually, Patreon, can we get sponsored for it or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> get like a reviewer account <laughs> or something. <laughs> then you can't have me review it because I'll be honest. But yeah, I actually, it's funny thing you say that because actually, uh, at the end of this episode, so listeners, so don't don't stop, listen all the way through. Um, we're gonna ask you for money. We're going to ask for support at the end of this episode. No, we are. So I didn't, I didn't know that. Funny that. that I know you didn't. That's why it's hilarious <laughs> when you just said that. But we are going to ask support from you, the listeners. We we love you, and we we would love to ask for support for something that we love doing. So, but uh, you got to ask for the sale, okay? So we're gonna do it. <laughs> so you'll 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 uh you'll help us uh, pay for our <laughs> arcade uh, or Stadia. Just um, it's for research purposes, folks. Yeah, research. Yes, yes. The, we'll we'll, we'll cover the the Snapchat premium thing, stuff as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, remember for my research, they gotta cover Pornhub too. They have a premium. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, we, you know, we 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 spoke about. Uh, 
uh, offline games with arcade potential, online games with Stadia, and and then we have PlayStation or Sony, Sony announcing PlayStation Five. I mean, seriously, this thing from the specs is going to be crazy powerful. I mean, this thing has a Ryzen chip made by AMD. You know, actually, I wish Apple would just use Ryzen chips instead of the Intel chips. Why? Because for the amount of money that you could spend on, uh, you know, same cost for cost, you get pretty much more powerful for, like, you get, for less money, you get way more powerful chips with AMD. And AMD is actually doing some pretty interesting things. But yeah, so this PS5 will have a Ryzen chip and will be SSDs. Thank you, finally. (laughs) Now, there's also a rumor, actually, that Microsoft is going to have an even more powerful (laughs) system. Of course they they will. (laughs) And you're right, right? But I think think all of this is to say that 2020, I think, is going to be an amazing year for gaming on all fronts. Absolutely. At least uh, from a diversity perspective alone. Right. Right, and that's exciting. That's really exciting. Any any final thoughts, guys, on on, on on any of these things we just discussed? Nah, I mean, it's got me thinking about gaming again. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not a gamer, so it, it doesn't really does not really affect me. Sorry, sure, sure gamers are gonna be offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, particularly for let's say the Google and uh, Apple uh, platforms. Um, what I'm really hoping for is um, that they'll offer a kind of um, curated experience. I, I uh, have more trust in Apple in that regard, I would say, than I do Google. But mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the, the last sort of similar platform that I was ever on was Steam. And that's one of the things that I really appreciated there, that they really made an effort to uh, sort of push quality content. And um, what Steam did really well was also offer it at a very attractive price point, you know, particularly games that were maybe a few years old, you know, they would bundle them together. So you get this whole sort of back catalog uh, of, of, of games, you know, that you could really immerse yourself in. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Apple not sort of aiming for, let's say, the triple A amazing graphics uh, type type games uh, but at least I mm-hmm. hope that they'll just focus on you know games that are really worth putting out there yep. and then as for PlayStation uh, you know uh, I was a PlayStation kid uh, way back when like I can I remember getting you know the the PSX and, and the PlayStation 2 and just spending hours upon hours just uh, you know playing playing life playing, away. playing playing but um, I don't know, man. I've, I haven't been a gamer for a while. Like uh, the, the last console I owned was uh, was an Xbox Xbox 360, and got rid of it maybe three or four years ago. Okay. So I, I don't know if I'll ever be you know that much invested into gaming uh, again. Maybe maybe yeah, be, yeah. Uh, at some point when I have a kid and uh, they're getting into it, maybe then I'll uh, pick it I'll up. Pick Who it knows up again. it'll be out then. It'll be on a foldable phone. <laughs> Ty? Um, well, the gaming thing is interesting. No, I, I've never really been a gamer. I always wanted to be a gamer, but I never really had a console. So, And, you know, the idea of having a service to provide you with, you know, good gaming sounds interesting. You know, yeah. 
Because, like, for instance, I really want a Nintendo Switch, but I cannot justify the purchasing price because I know myself I'll probably play a couple of games in a, then within, like, two weeks, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I got work to do. Bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but this way, you know, it, it might be interesting, you know. Okay. I hope Dick, that, you were saying something else just now. Well, I didn't know Steam was was paid. I don't know what Steam is to be honest. I'm, you could you could do you could do um you could buy individuals. I, I think you could uh, do buy individual like individual games. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like a marketplace <laughs> <Wow>. for. <laughs> it's very retro. Like, uh, interesting. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk offline. I'm excited <laughs> about slavery. <laughs> They uh, call it they, they call it the Steam Room District. <laughs> I, I know they had a they had a cryptocurrency. I mean, I'm sure it's still alive. They have a cryptocurrency. I know that. So that's how mm-hmm. Steam came across my radar because it was one of the better performing cryptocurrencies. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Steam is pretty cool. I was gonna say that I just hope Google can bundle it in maybe for a, a price bump in there because I already have you know their, the their YouTube Red, which mm-hmm. comes with the Apple Music. That's how I justify it. I just cancel my Wait, wait, title. you have Apple Music as well? Uh, not Apple Music, uh, Google Music. Yeah. Oh, Google, Google yeah, Play, yeah, whatever. Okay. I don't know what yeah, it's yeah. called. It's not my favorite, you know? It's if, not. If I spend it's the more, worst, actually. If I spend more time with Apple, I even get title try because I was like, you know what? I want to, I want that one to succeed. <laughs> I don't use it. No, I do want it to succeed. Title's not that guy. But I, yeah. it, 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 needs to, it needs to not die, though, I think. Uh. It, it'd be a shame if it does. It's just, it's kind of overpriced, and that's all it comes with. There, there, there are enough people who want to be able to listen to Lemonade every day, <laughs> so that'll, that'll, that'll keep title at least around for a while. It's only on Lemonade. It's only on title right now. Yep, still really. <laughs> wow, dang, she is dedicated to her man. Really, wow, <laughs> amazing. However, like the okay. the, the Homecoming live album is on Apple Music, so maybe uh, mm. we've seen the end of that now. <laughs> Even on Spotify, so. yeah, you can't do that forever. That's that's a trashy yeah. idea, but I mean, yeah, I sadly title will probably go away. It's just yeah. I wish it could last. Yeah. Maybe it should get cheaper. I don't know. Yeah. Also, one one quick thing. Yeah. Apple should drop the Apple TV price, and that would create so much more traction for this. Mm-hmm. But they TV. don't. They, the thing is, I have a feeling, just like how uh, all of the Apple uh, content is going to all of the different devices. Uh, like Apple, you know, I think that eventually it's probably going to be available for any TV that has app, the Apple stuff built in. Like, you know, Samsung has, you know, the ability to do Apple, you know, the iTunes stuff or whatever, whatever it's called now. The, mm-hmm. um, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, so eventually, even if they don't lower the price, like let's say they just leave it for the Apple TV now, I could see them in a year saying, okay, you know, now it's available everywhere, you know? Yeah, but with gaming... Uh... If it works, but I'm not too sure on that though. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. I, I I don't disagree with you that the price the price isn't crazy for what you get. I like the, I like the Apple TV the the best of all of the the devices that that. Yeah, but for somebody in Europe, it doesn't make a lot of sense to get an Apple TV because I can't use any type of service. Okay, okay. probably only HBO. Okay. <laughs> if it can come with a VPN, it will probably much be much more useful. <laughs> mm, right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Right. Anybody? Any of y'all have HBO? Yeah, I'm, get it. I'm watching Game of Thrones. Well, we're, we're, we're uh, for Bubble Sir. We're doing Game of Thrones, uh, and I'm dude. I'm so I'm so so in. So yeah, so I need to catch all the way up. In. I'm only on season five, dude. Whew, wow, Dick, you have a good ways to go. A good, awesome journey to travel. But the thing is, it'll be done by the time I get to. So I'm sure some of it will be spoiled. Oh, just binge it, man. Just binge it. You're yeah, five, season five. You could get it done in a week. An hour, an episode, dude. I know, Come dude. On. Just take a uh, take a mason jar and pee into it. Don't get up. Just keep watching. <laughs> you, you know what it is? Uh, after having okay. stuck with Dexter till the end, having stuck with Prison Break mm-hmm. till the end, I just want to mm-hmm. let it play out and at least make sure that I'm not wasting my time <laughs> when I actually started watching. So it. those were bad. They they started out like absolutely stellar. Hi. But then just yeah. went to shit, complete shit. Dexter got bad. Yeah, I'm so scared for this season though. Like, I I I'm am scared loving. They're it. gonna pull a last. On me. Uh, don't say that, please. <laughs> no, but hasn't they been written already, uh, or they're not following the book at all? The book. The, the funny thing is that the book hasn't finished yet, and so the. Uh, uh, <gasps> Really? Yeah, Vic told me that they that, that they were given. Uh, Vic uh, to, said they were given uh, an outline, and I guess a, a point of where the end is going to be. I guess from the writer. So so things will end up where I guess the book should end up, I, from my, my understanding. Um, but you know, it it doesn't necessarily mean that the story on the way to the end will be the same. Like there are things that already happened that were not the same as the book. Uh, from what Vic told me, so mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah. So, alrighty, this has been oh, yes. No, no, no. Just, what? We, we're gonna if I'm talking uh, if I'm gonna talk about this, we're probably going to some deep holes. So let's not just bring it up, okay. and we'll, maybe we'll table it as a later discussion. For yeah, d- just bring it up, okay. and if we could talk about it next episode, maybe Disney Plus The Mandalorian. It's a show. Yeah. How do you know about it? They announced it. Oh, okay, I thought you were paying for Disney Plus. Don't do it. Oh, that's like the live action Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that's that. That will probably be a longer discussion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe the whole Star yeah. Wars um, IP in general, because there's a lot of interesting stuff happening there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, true. They're also bringing back the Clone Wars. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but only on only on Disney Plus. The Slide in my DM, man. Slide in my DM. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying, but like, is that what they're saying, basically? Yeah. Oh, Dick, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pay for Disney Plus, Dick. Do what you got. Every, everything <laughs> is going to be on Disney Plus, man. Uh, <sighs> All right. I don't like it. Have, have, we, have we talked about any recent Star Wars content? I don't think no. so. I don't think so. so uh, we probably should have an episode do. about that. Yeah, we should, definitely. definitely. Uh, I guess I got to go some catching up. Yes. But what I wonder what they're going to do with Hulu, because... And the one thing, not everything is going to be on Disney. Some things are going to be on Hulu. Like, yeah. Well, let's 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 have a discussion about all that. Because yeah. Let's let's wrap up episode one hundred. You know, uh, this has been a great one hundred episode ride, guys. Anything you want to say for uh, for our little run up to here, Dick? Um, it's it's been fun. Uh, yes. Challenging to get us on schedule, but uh, <laughs> definitely something to do. Yes, yes. And to catch up with y'all. Uh, uh-huh. I do want to know if y'all are watching anything. Listen, right now? In, in general. Anything that we should be. Oh, yeah. I'll, right now I'm doing the Game of Thrones and yeah. oh. pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Ty? Uh, I'm watching Game of Thrones. And that was another thing, man. Uh, I started watching the HBO series about Adnan Syed. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I totally forgot about that. Is that any good? Yeah, me too. I guess we should. Were we talking about that here on the show? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we talked about cereal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was good. It was interesting, especially the first episode was the best for me. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Too. This is what two episode run or something or what? Mm, four or five. Okay, I'll check it out. And I finally finished, started and finished Luther. Mm, so good. Yep. So good. Oh, I need to get back on it. It was, it was, uh, what, what chat? What is it on? On Hulu? Um, four or mm. five? No, no, no. Where, where are you getting No, it like from? what's, is it on oh, Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I used yeah. to watch that show and I think it just had, I had reached all the episodes. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the last episode is not on, uh, the last season, sorry, is not on Netflix yet, yeah, I think. that's true. Right. But everything else is on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's originally on uh, BBC. Right, BBC America. Oh, because of because yeah. Idris. Yeah, Idris. Uh, yeah. yeah, Idris Elba. I heard he was. I heard he was packing. Yes. Huh? Oh, you mean the channel? Oh, <laughs> 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 That's a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said about him. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, the uh, listeners are gonna have to rewind that one for a little bit. <laughs> I, I might have to rewind that one. <laughs> it's completely over my head. <laughs> you didn't get that one. Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, oh, that's wow. a good, Dick. That's, that's pretty good. good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. about it. Tosh, you watching anything? I'm not watching anything interesting, so I'm just going to talk about what I've been listening to. Um, mm. Anderson Pack's new album, Ventura. It's fantastic. Mm. Like, it's one of the best sounding albums I've heard in, in a while. Um, mm. There's this sort of instrumental hip hop producer that I discovered recently. His uh, name is Chromanichi. It's, it's, mm. I would describe it as sort of a fine dining experience, like in a hip hop instrumental album. Um, I won't explain too much what I mean with that. Just uh, go and listen. Um, I got turned on to this amazing uh, British African uh, band uh, called Nubian Twist. Their album is called J- uh, Jungle Run. It's this amazing Afrobeat album, but with a very modern sort of uh, you know production quality to it. Um, this Land by Gary Clark Jr. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And there's a, a, a band that I uh, just discovered recently, well discovered, like uh, I, 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 their name was floating around a bit, but I just got around to really listening to them. They're called Tank and the Bangas. Like a really interesting sort of left field, hip hop, soul infused group. With, Did uh, you see their mini desk performance? I haven't, I haven't, but I'm going to. That's where I first heard about it. Yeah. I, like, I like how the, the lead singer uh, slash rapper sort of does this age modulation with her voice if if you see what i mean like it's uh it's like she from, within a single sentence she'll sound like a 5 year old uh and then like uh you know an adult uh yeah within the span of a few seconds it's uh, it's crazy yeah and mm-hmm. lastly there's uh Theo Katzman's uh live album he's uh he's been touring with uh you know the same material for a few years and uh i'm really looking forward to uh, his next sort of studio project but in the meantime i think to hold this over he's putting out this uh this live registration of one of his concerts um which just sounds great also uh seeing the videos for it just how it captures that live atmosphere it's it's amazing yeah all right so that's me cool um i guess me all right Yes. I have 
actually, you know, I started. I, I was wondering. I was trying to get it. Trying to remember. I have been watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. I just started. I know I'm kind of behind, which I almost didn't allow myself to get in. Why? About it. Something about it was rubbing me wrong. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. It, it, I, well, when I first tried to watch it, it didn't hook me. And I just oh. let it sit for a while. I know you said it was a good show. I know it won some awards. Yeah. And I don't know why. I was like, why am I not? Why is this show not touching? <laughs> and I I guess I had, to, I had to get to where she flashed up. Actually, I'm not spoiling <laughs> That hooked me. But that happened so early on. I was like, wow, I didn't watch a lot of this at, at all in the beginning. Was it like episode two or three? But it's actually a pretty, pretty decent show. Hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll finish watching that. Um, I saw couple of movies recently but uh star is born did y'all see that yeah yeah i did no i like i, I thought it was pretty, pretty good, good. Yeah. and I, I wanted to know I, I was thinking about doing a dick pic uh movie and i was gonna initially text it to y'all and, and have and have us talk about it in an episode but i said what i'm gonna maybe start doing now is bringing up bring it up an episode before and mm-hmm. our listeners can maybe get a chance to watch it. Good idea. If they actually. want to, yeah. And and that way they don't have to pause. They don't want to, you know, want to hear spoilers and then watch a movie, which is probably not going to happen anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, there's a there's a movie. Either it's going to be Stars Born, but I don't know if I want to do a dick pic on that. I did see a weird. You know, I try to pick weird movies. Mm-hmm. And Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, God. Have you seen it? No. no. <laughs> Sounds lovely. <laughs> sounds what? Sounds sounds it's lovely. Sounds lovely. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know that. If, I don't know that phrase means something. I'm I'm sure it's. I'm sure it has some kind of. I mean, there's obviously the the literal meaning, but I'm sure it's used somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that was an interesting movie that I saw recently. Um, mm-hmm. If we want to pick that one, I'll, I'll have to probably rewatch it again. Uh, okay. You t- you tell us. Is it a scary movie? It's really no. It's not like a hereditary. You know. Well, um, you know what? I, I like to like not give anything away when I tell you all the watch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised Ty even asked. You know, it surprised us. Same thing with remember with uh, <laughs> with Tusk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you said the title. Uh, first thing I thought of was Tusk. Was oh like, no! Oh, God, is I- that Tusk esque? No spoilers. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. <laughs> it is a spoiler. Yeah, it is. That would be a big not. spoiler. Actually, that's yeah. a huge spoiler. I don't think I don't think anything yeah. is can can be called Tuskesque. Tusk is a thing on its own. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but I mean if you think about it, the fact that it has related to the animal and there's an animal in this, so I know yeah, I know where he's going. Boy. I know what I know what he wants to know. I'm not gonna I answer know. I'm not gonna answer yeah, your question. Don't answer it. So oh. it's 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 one of those. It, it moves kind of slow. Yeah. So it's one of those, you know. Okay. But it, I, so which one? Which one you you want us to watch? Well, that's the, that's the only choice I had. Unless y'all want to do Stars Born, but I really think that's kind of, you know. You, you tell us. You t- we'll we'll watch it and then we'll discuss. Okay, we'll go with Killing Our Six. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. Unless y'all want to discuss Stars Born. I don't, I don't think I have much to say about the Stars Born. Okay. Yeah. No, not nothing either. probably that's or hasn't already been said. And actually. What was good was Crazy Rich Asians. I watched that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good movie. Uh, I think it's been settled. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So, listeners, uh, go watch The Killing of a Sacred Dare for the next episode. All right. Cool. Okay, dear listeners, before we go, we have a treat for you. Episode 100 had some music on her. And here is Tosh with his music on her. 
For the past few music corners, I've examined how the creative energy of a variety of human beings can culminate into one sublime piece of art. For this one, I'm looking to do pretty much the opposite. I will examine one individual whose work has radiated out into so much of the music that is near and dear to my heart. Before I say who it is I'm talking about, I'm just going to tell you a story. Picture Detroit in 1978. A young mother named Maureen is about to make her baby boy James very happy. You see, Maureen could tell from the start that James connected very strongly with music. In fact, one of his favorite toys was his Fisher-Price record player. He loved to go to the park with that thing and spin his mother's records. Little did James know that Maureen was about to surprise him with his first very own 45-inch vinyl. The first thing he saw while unwrapping the record was a young cheerful black girl surrounded by three colorful characters who seemed like they were pulled straight off the circus. He could not read the gold lettering underneath, but he knew this was going to be something special. As he and his mom set the record down on the turntable and dropped the needle, this is what they heard. Music. I don't even know the first thing about what they're feeling What am I afraid of Don't know what I'm made of Can I go on Not knowing Feeling Feeling Something tells me that it's more than I can deal with. Though I never this was the first of many records that would shape the course of James's life. As James was growing up, Maureen noticed that he had a lot of natural musicality. Coming from an opera background, she picked up on the fact that James was able to vocalize harmonies he heard in songs with pitch-perfect accuracy before he was able to speak. He would simply refuse to fall asleep without his father Beverly playing his bass at his bedside, lullabying him with jazz tunes. It wasn't long before James started to develop an interest in making music himself. He took up the cello, piano, drums, flute and guitar. If he wasn't at home studying music, he would be at chapel singing in the youth choir. Through middle school, Maureen and Beverly also noticed that James had a knack for physics and mathematics which led them to sending him to Davis Aerospace and Technical High School. James, however, was dead set on pursuing music and therefore absolutely hated his high school. Maureen grew increasingly worried about James dropping out. Her concern peaked when James started spending time with a guy from their neighborhood named Joseph. Joseph was a working musician who had shared the stage with the likes of George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. To Maureen's despair, James began to skip classes in order to be able to spend time with Joseph in the studio during recording sessions, where he eventually was allowed to engineer on occasion. Joseph taught James hands-on how to program drums on his MPC, a sampler that was gaining popularity back then. He'd show him how to quantize a drum loop to lock to the grid and play with tempos and time signatures. Joseph also let James dig through his gigantic record collection, which had been passed down to him from his parents and older siblings. It was like James was a toddler again with his Fisher-Price record player, but with a veritable archive of preserved music to discover. This was James's true high school education. 
While he was skipping out on his math and physics classes, James was soaking up knowledge about the thing he knew he wanted to do for the rest of his life, to produce hip-hop music. After seeing her son's dedication, Maureen understood that there was nothing else for her to do than support James' musical aspirations. She continues to do so to this day, even after James' untimely passing in 2006. The initiated few have probably figured out by now that the Maureen I'm talking about is Maureen Maud Dukes Yancey. And her son James is none other than the late and great James DeWitt Yancey, also known as J. Dilla or J.D. Starting Music Corner, I knew I had to come around to Dilla at some point. For anyone that, like me, has spent hours in their bedroom or in a friend's basement chopping together hip-hop beats, Jay Dilla will have had some type of influence, whether you know it or not. For those who may not know, let me try my best to explain why this relatively obscure and idiosyncratic scrawny kid from Detroit is such a big deal. The first thing I would like to point out as we look at some prototypical Jay Dilla productions is his approach to sampling. Dilla is absolutely emblematic of the celebrated art of crate digging. This is the process through which a lot of hip-hop producers find samples that they are then able to weave into beats. After being introduced to the Akai MPC sampler by the aforementioned Joseph, who is better known as Amphidler, James developed his own unique style of capturing, performing, and processing vinyl and tape samples with the MPC. For one of his greatest producer credits, the Farsight's 1995 sophomore album Lab Cab in California, he stumbled upon a Stan Gatz album from 1962 titled Jazz Samba Encore. In the middle of the B-side, he found this gem. Probably the first thing that caught his ear was a transitional moment in the middle of the song that features an arpeggiated guitar pattern with a distinct pedal point in it. This little one-off phrase that most probably would not even have paid any attention to upon listening to this song became the defining feature of the track Runnin'. Scared, just real nervous and unprepared. 
did was scrapping, no doubt. My pappy never told me how to knock a nigga out, but now in 95 I'm a survivor, a man on my own. Fuck around with fat lip, yes, yeah, she get blown. I'm not trying to show no macho was shown, but when it's on, when it's on, then it's on. You found additional material in other places of the track, like this saxophone solo. As a kind of Easter egg, he splices in a chop from the Run DMC song Rockbox. Run, run, DMC. That functions as a kind of chant throughout the track. Run-in is also a perfect example of what musicians, in particular drummers, refer to as a drunk feel or that Dilla thing. Not only does the 16th note shaker pattern have a palpable swing feel, the kicks and snares are all played slightly but noticeably offbeat. This means that the rhythmic grid in the song is really only implied. What this results in is a beat that never really settles, that is unhinged but in a way that doesn't feel uneasy. There is nothing in music theory that can describe Dilla's sense of timing. It's simply what happens when you let go of musical notation or the time grid and strive for something that feels profoundly human. The Dilla thing has become so ubiquitous in modern production that it hardly strikes us as different. Here are a few recent artists from the top of my Apple Music queue that emulate the Dilla time feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See. Have <laughs> you catching you staring. Be careful. The idle mind is a dangerous place to be left in. But keep your eyes on me. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Throughout the mid to late 90s and early 2000s, Dilla went on to appear as a producer and remixer on a bunch of era-defining songs. He put out a lot of these productions as part of the UMA, a collective of producers that included Dilla, Q-Tip, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad from A Tribe Called Quest. A prolific and disputed UMA production is Janet Jackson's God Till It's Gone, released in 1997. Although the UMA were never credited on the track, the Dilla sound is undeniable. Uh, uh, uh. You don't know what you've got to be 
This track perfectly illustrates the degree of musicality that can go into the act of sampling and interpolation. The main verse melody and chord progression are an amazingly tasteful, albeit controversial, reimagining of Desiree's soaring ballad, Feel So High. Show me your company Come and tell me who you be I'll try and take things easy I'll be loose, I'll be carefree I'm living for tomorrow In the chorus, we see turntablism being used to lift Joni Mitchell out of her natural folk habitat and to completely recontextualize her lyrics in Big Yellow Taxi. A boutique and a swinging hot spot seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone it they paradise put up a parking lot we heard this transplanting of vocals on running as well but here it is used to much greater effect as it reinforces the lyrical intent of the verses the song doesn't dance around its appropriation of Joni Mitchell either as q-tip raps all of this is supported by a program beat that has Dilla's signature wonk all over it, and a bass line that weaves through the drums like a bouncing basketball. It's a perfect sonic bed for Janet's sultry vocals and the blackest beautiful imagery of the music video. Got Till It's Gone feels more like a musical collage than a composition, but all of the borrowed elements are woven together in a way that sounds completely organic. Beyond carving out a distinct sound within the boom-bap hip-hop landscape, Dilla played a pivotal role in developing the sound of contemporary R&B and neo-soul with the Soulquarians. I would describe the Soulquarians as a musical hive mind that formed around the creation of D'Angelo's voodoo. D'Angelo and Questlove, drummer and musical director for The Roots, set out to create the perfect creative environment to produce a worthy follow-up to D'Angelo's acclaimed debut, Brown Sugar. They set up shop in Electric Lady Studios, the hallowed space that Jimi Hendrix built and recorded in. Over time, they came to more or less permanently inhabit the studio and gathered an array of like-minded musicians that included The Roots, Erica Badu, Common, Method Man, Red Man, and of course Jay Dilla, that would all collaborate in Electric Lady. This is the crew that came to be known as the Soulquarians. At a certain time during the Soulquarians' residency at Electric Lady, one could find one of the studios being used to record Erica Badu's Mama's Gun, Commons like Water for Chocolate in another, and yet another was occupied by D'Angelo for Voodoo. All of these records are genre-defining in their own right, and they were all being made next door to each other. This facilitated a lot of creative cross-pollination between these projects. Dilla's sonic mark is in fact palpable on each of these albums. Let's start with D'Angelo's Voodoo. Questlove credits Dilla with fundamentally changing his way of drumming. Dilla's off-kilter drum programming inspired Questlove to apply a less metronomic approach to his drum parts. Here's Questlove. The the way that I I, I met Dilla, um, our very first New York show, uh, the Far Side had come to see us perform, and at the time, he was producing um, 
the Far Side's second album, Lab Cab in California. I had never heard of him, but I knew that Q-Tip was supposed to be producing the second Far Side album. And um, when I started asking Trey and Amani, like, you know, let me hear the tip stuff. He's like, oh, no, uh, we're working with Tip's guy right here. And I just, like, I dismissed him, like, this little scrawny kid, like, uh, okay, this is not Q-Tip. Like, where's Q-Tip? So cut to about three weeks later, we're in North Carolina with the far side, and we opened for them. And um, I have to leave the show as soon as they get on so I can do, like, a, a college radio interview. And the first song they open with is bullshit. You know what, you know what time is. You gotta get on up for that bullshit. Stop fighting that feeling. Uh, you gotta get on up for that bullshit. Stop fighting that feeling. Uh, you gotta get on up for that bullshit. Stop fighting that feeling. Uh, you gotta get on up for that bullshit. Stop fighting that feeling. As I'm leaving the club, I'm hearing the vibration of of the kick drum, and it's the it was the most life changing moment I ever had. Like I had to get out of the car and run back in the club to make sure I didn't hear what I like. Did I hear that? I mean, just the way that. Whereas this part is normal, it sounded like the kick drum was played by like a a drunk three year old. And I was like, are you allowed to do that? So it's like. And I was like, what the hell is that? So the next day in Atlanta, I'm asking him, like, yo, what was that drunken song that y'all were playing? Like, what was that? Like, he's like, oh, yeah, it's bullshit. You know, it's produced by J.D. I was like, who was that? He's like, Q-Tip's guy. And then suddenly, they let me hear a beat tape, and I just never heard someone not give a fuck. And that, to me, was the most liberating moment. Like, oh, so all this pleasing my father, being perfect, I can now... Now I got to undo all the education and all the hours of preparation that I did. I got to undo that. This style of drumming is particularly present on Voodoo, as a lot of the grooves are performed with the silently drunk feel. Listen, for instance, to the wonky drumming on the opening track, Playa Playa.
Villa's own beat making appears all over Common's Like Water for Chocolate. On his production work for Common, we find Dilla expanding his palette with increasingly eclectic samples and sonic experimentation. Take the song Nag Champa. Yeah, baby boy. In the place. To be. I'm writing shit that I feel Raps of black steel in the hour of commotion The motion of calm It's like that of an ocean devotion Cause I'm the earth wind and fire A hip hop I rock him in short I've been inspired My shit knocks in fire Mips of cats with 17s 10 Time is money The mind is funny How it's spent on getting it I'm sitting with descendants of Abraham Who say the jam is money cash hoes I went from bashful to asshole to international Love herself Word to mother on my last record cover is felt, now deal with it. This track leans on a sampled British 80s jazz fusion piece by Hugh Hopper and Alan Gowan, named Morning Order. It's a record so obscure I could not find an excerpt of it. The production provides a great meditative soundscape for Common's contemplative flow. Flash forward to Common's follow-up album Electric Circus, where Dilla goes even farther out with his production. Take a track like Soul Power. Here Dilla completely lets go of the typical boom-bap drum pattern in favor of a relentless, almost militaristic beat.
The rigid beat is offset with some beautiful harmonic textures that are inserted tastefully throughout the track. To round off the Soulquarian era of Dilla's career, let's spin My Life off Erica Badu's Mama's Gun. I was standing down. On My Life, Dilla goes for a more lush sound with an arrangement that feels more driven by the song structure. This song demonstrates that it would be a disservice to simply label Dilla as a beatmaker. He clearly has a keen ear for composition and musical movement. Looking back at the creative output coming out of the Soulquarian's tenure at Electric Lady, it becomes clear that, even though Questlove was the executive producer for most of the records, Dilla provided a sonic throughline that greatly contributed to the uniqueness and quality of each project. It may not be obvious from just listening to the music, but that's the mark of a true MVP. Someone whose sheer presence can elevate the work of others. We can't end the discussion about Dilla without talking about his album Donuts. Donuts is the very last Dilla project that was released during his lifetime. Most of the production of the album took place while he was in the hospital, battling complications from a rare blood disease, which eventually turned out to be fatal. The album came out three days before Dilla's death. Even within Dilla's enormous discography, this album remains the high watermark for instrumental hip-hop. Here's a perfect example of Dilla's talent for experimentation on the song Working On It. Baby, 
A few years ago, I was looking through some files that I backed up from the PC that I used to make beats when I was in high school. In one of the project folders, I found an audio file that I instantly remembered as a creation I was very proud of back then. This file was a beat that I made while I was at my deepest point of immersion into hip-hop. Guess what the beat was called? Donut Bite. Donut, as in J. Dilla's Donuts. This is why Dilla has such a special place in my musical coming of age. He taught me that musicality does not have to lie in the mastery of an instrument or music theory. It's about being able to really listen to music. When Dilla would listen to a record, he would not just hear a melody or a beat. He would hear textures, colors, subtle details that most would regard as secondary or unremarkable, but that he could transform into the vocal point of a track. In retrospect, Dilla underscores why I gravitate to artists like Kanye West. Kanye does not play a single instrument, but Lord knows the man is a musician. Dilla set the template for sample artists like Kanye, for the artful recontextualization of musical material. It's because of Dilla that, even though I'm at best a mediocre instrumentalist and an okay singer, I am able to recognize my own musicality and apply it in a way that I feel has artistic merit. What I hope that Jay Dilla's legacy continues to teach society, particularly parts of society that may dismiss hip-hop as a fad or not music, is that hip-hop is not only a mature and profoundly musical form of artistic expression, but also a music that can be utterly beautiful. One, two. One, two. It's like some sex shit. shit. Niggas trying to grip up my mic like it's a dick. dick. Run around the corner to pick up the new shit. shit. I search in the deck so niggas could catch red. I'm the motherfucker grip up the mic like it's a joke. Niggas fall in love with the music like it's a hole. Put down your mic, you lost your whole world. You take it too seriously like it's a gamble. Fuck this rap shit, I listen to classical. In the studio, new ass, usual. Love it, my lyrical for bitches that you would know. I'm out of this, cause you wanna be. Oh, y'all niggas in love with the S. Oh. Y'all niggas in love with the S. Thank you so much for listening to us and enjoying this awesome music on Ritash. Wow. What a treasure. What a gem. 
All right, so shall we wrap this puppy up? We'll wrap this puppy up and throw it in a lake. <laughs> uh, There's some evocative imagery. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Listeners, uh, thank you so much for, for taking this journey with us. Um, we, we don't have any sponsors here, but we would love for you, the listeners, to support us. And if you go to cybercast.com slash support, there is a link there that you can click. It'll give you the option to donate 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month, or 9.99 a month. You choose. Any, anything you can give, we welcome it. You could, of course, do it monthly. You could do it monthly and then decide you want to stop at some point and then pick it up later. And one thing, unlike uh, Netflix, we won't raise the price on you. <laughs> <laughs> no. And if you can't, if you cannot uh, uh, do a donation, we, we do understand. Uh, do share the episode with everyone, with all your friends, your family, your mom. Share, share it far and wide. And share your login credentials for any <laughs> of those premium services we don't have. If you can't give any money, we'll, we'll take that. So we can do research, watch yes, shows, yes. all for research purposes. Play these games, yes. But we do, we do thank you, the listeners, for for anything that you can do. If it's sharing the episode far and wide, or if it's donating to uh, Cybercast, us, all of us, the you know the, this gang of ruffians, we appreciate it. Thank you. All righty, Dick, is this a wrap? It's a wrap. Okay, cool. Ty, where shall we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and I guess on Twitter as well at Tyo9, T-Y-0-9. That's it. Okay, cool. And Tosh, where shall we find you? Still Tosh Palak on Twitter. Cool. Dick, where shall we find you? Uh, I think it's Dick underscore Daily on Twitter. Yeah. All right, cool. And I'm CW Daily everywhere. Cybercast, you can find it at com, or just type that into any of the social media, see if we're there. And please don't forget, if you do want to support us, cybercast.com slash support. Thank you so much. We love you. Ciao. Ciao. Peace. Peace. Return to your regular scheduled programming.